A very good evening to you, Mark. Good evening, Ben. How are you? Uh, finally able to get back on after two weeks. Yeah. Well, it's either I'm busy and you're not, you're busy and I'm not, or we're both busy. Or we're both completely knackered. <laughs> and um, do excuse the um, tiny bit of patter of dog feet. I'm at least sisters again. No dog right. sitting. So um, James has just gone to bed and I've, I've just literally marked, I've just literally only just got over my throat. Your hay fever. It's been so bad. I, I've nearly downed a whole bottle of Cavonia. Is it Cavonia? Oh dear. Did you do a did you do a COVID test? Well, I didn't, and I thought I never thought about it to be fair. And I just because it's obviously in the rearview mirror now, and um, I've just presumed it's been severe hay fever because it's been really high mm. this last fortnight, and I've just kind of got on with it. To be honest with you, Mark, I went to the. I did go to the doctors because I. <coughs> excuse me. After the first eleven days, the phlegm. Do I do it? Um, do apologise to our listeners. Not <laughs> yeah, uh, who aren't eating, who are, and a very good evening to our listeners as well. Um, and went to the doctors, and this this doctor in particular, I'm not going to na- obviously name her name, but she's got no. Uh, thoughtfulness, should I say, just told me to get on with it, which I thought, okay. And if I'm <laughs> so, man I left. Up. Come on, man up. Literally, it was not so many words. So I left with a tail between my legs, and I thought, God, I feel like I've just been told off by my mum. <laughs> <laughs> but um, <clears throat> do excuse me. Um, so that's been that. It's just been work. Last week was hot, wasn't it? So I was in the earliest I've got into work ever. I was at work for five past four. Okay. Still dark. Anyway, uh, it, it was lovely. The The sun was just coming up. The, the, the trees were silhouetted against the, <coughs> against the sunrise. It was absolutely peaceful. It was quiet. I thought, what a lovely time to be. And you went and wrecked the silence by starting your lawnmower up. If I sign the Greensboro up, yeah, it's um, <laughs> yeah, I, I really enjoyed it. So, uh, how's your fortnight been, Mark? Sorry. Busy, busy, busy between uh, teaching and jobs and one thing or another. I've just painted about 300 miles worth of fence, I think, in the past couple of well, days. And it feels that way because my shoulder's killing me now. But uh, yeah, all good. All good. <laughs> uh, well, just be thankful that your doctor wasn't like uh, Bella Montoya's doctor. Do you know what happened to her? Bella Montoya. Where have I heard that name recently? You probably will have heard it in the news, yeah. Well, she was pronounced dead at hospital. And then two days later, they held a funeral at which she began to knock on the inside of the coffin. Ah, Because she was still alive. Yes, and they they rushed her back to the hospital. I I did see that. Bella Montoya, (laughs) yes. Yes, I saw that. Everybody's worst nightmare, isn't it, that? And it's uh, anyway. She's seven days later. Unfortunately, she's had a stroke and she has died for real this time. But uh, her sister's uh, finally, well, has formally complained, and the hospital will be investigated. And they're looking for the doctor that actually signed the death certificate in the first instance. It's so there you go. It's absolute shocking. And that was um, in Ecuador, though, so don't panic. It's yeah, no, definitely. I've, I've, the, but um, yeah, can we just send our 
Uh, we were supposed to do this pod last week, Mark, wasn't we? But obviously, life just gets in the way, and we send our heartfelt condolences out to the victims of um, the families, the families of yeah. Nottingham, uh, the terrible atrocity that happened in Nottingham. Um, I was going to do this podcast a bit differently, Mark. I was going to come on. I was going to be all angry and have a massive go at the perpetrator. I was going to lose my mind. And I thought, and I, I will get on to why I changed my mind. And I thought to myself, do you know what? I ain't giving, I'm not going to give any airtime to that loser. Absolutely. It's not worth it. No airtime. I'm not going to waste my breath on that degenerate. But the, the one thing that I thought could have changed the course of that entire sad day was when he when he first when he first tried to break into um, the hostel. Do excuse my dogs are trying to get comfy. <laughs> um, well, my sister's dogs. Should I say when he tried to break into the hostel? Was it the hostel or the hostel? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the guy inside the hostel punched him. Did you see that in the video? No, I didn't see that. No, I, 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 I just heard that he tried to get in there. So he, it was on the ground floor. I couldn't believe it. He climbed up. It was like a, it was it was a bay window, and the the the, um, the top half of the window opened. And he's trying to he's desperately, desperate. Obviously, he's he's mentally not well. Um, he's desperately trying to get in, and this the guy inside. He he just give him a. He just gave him a punch. And, um, do excuse me. Sorry about that. Um, he gave him a punch, and he w- <coughs> and he went flying. He went flying on his on his back. Um, them out. Do, uh, probably probably should have let him in. Really, would have been a lot better, wouldn't it? And sorted it out from there. Just call the but, police and let him in. Lock him in. But had he but had he know. had he um, punched him harder, there'd have been none of that, and. It would have saved lives. We don't know, do we? It's uh, we don't. It's a marvelous thing, but as, as you say, you know, all you've got to think about is the parents of poor old Barnaby Grace and also Ian Coates. Don't forget Ian. And, yeah, you know, well, he was two months away from retiring. I think, oh, you know, it's uh, horrific. But uh, as I say, Barnaby and Grace, nineteen-year-old kids, just at the start of their life at university, gone through all the schooling, got everything ready having a brilliant time and that's the parents now have started their life sentences and there's no way around that and that's what he should have he should have three consecutive life sentences and never see the light of day again in my opinion but absolutely well they should have they should probably i don't know his background i don't know i don't know if he was an illegal immigrant the rumors said that he was no, um, he was actually here. He was a, he was a student at the University of Nottingham. He was a <coughs> an engineering at the University of Nottingham. So, uh, so there was so there was obviously some grievances with but him. But he, he he certainly he, he does he's not uh, a British citizen. Is what they said. Uh, right. Okay. On that basis. What? Well, um, um, right, but he has so... he has issues with mental health, and it is known that he has issues with mental health, which no doubt will be his plea for. Uh, any sentencing that he receives, but uh, we'll know more in January. Unfortunately, it's going to take till January before the sentence is passed. It, so. it is, it is sad, and them, those those poor families. And it, I just think, you know, like I say shoulda, woulda, coulda. But um, Charlene was very upset. Um, my girlfriend, she was very upset that week. She went to that school 
that Ian right. worked, Mr. Coates worked at. Yeah. And um, grew up. They, uh, her, my girlfriend and all their friends knew Mr. Coates. And mm, yeah. so that was that was a tough week that week. Um, yeah, not nice. Isn't so nice. it's, um, but yeah, it's uh, send a heartfelt condolences out to the families and at least he's, he's the deranged person is behind bars. Um, or you know, he's not going to harm anybody else now. I, I don't. I doubt he'll have a very good time of it inside uh, because I've worked within the prison service and people like that do not. <laughs> it, it normally doesn't end well. No. As I say, he, he will probably have mitigating circumstances with mental health issues, so whether he gets put into a secure mental health institute, I don't know what, what's happened. And I don't think there's anything being said about uh, where he is and where he's been in prison at the moment. But, uh, yeah. Not, not nice. I mean, I, I've gone through that. I obviously uh, had my son and had to leave him at university when we drove off and left him there. And, and then I think it was it, once he'd gone back, he was in, in his first year and he'd gone down for something at uni uh, only to get a phone call that uh, he was on the run. They were being chased by somebody and he had the foresight to run into a shop and ask them to lock the door um, and call the police, which they did. Uh, and they were very good. They looked after him. Um, but yeah, that's as a parent, only that issue, you know, you, you think, oh, God, he started panicking straight away. I've just left him. I'm thinking he's going to be safe. And there he is. At, uh, yeah. I think, was, I think he was only actually he was on. a. Uh, I think he was on a, a special training course that he'd gone down for. So he wasn't. I think he was about 16. So uh, he'd gone for this acting course in London. Yeah. And, uh, they allowed them to go out to walk around to the local McDonald's when they got tr chased by a, a group of youths, and it wasn't very pleasant for them. So, because uh, you, yeah. did, like I say, sorry to interrupt. Mark, no, it's you... just, it, it, and uh, fortunately, it ended okay for him in, in this instance. But uh, it could have been so easily different. But he had foresight to run into a shop where the others just ran down the streets and things <laughs> like that. He went for security, which is uh, just as well. But, yeah, because uh, well, your lads have both got their heads screwed on, haven't they? Um, hopefully, but you just never know, do you? I mean, these two kids had absolutely screwed on their heads. You know, two bright and intelligent young students. Yeah. Um, just you just don't know, don't know. Anyway, God bless well, them all. But uh, let's uh, let's hope uh, let's hope we can uh, move on and uh, but never forget. Never forget, and um, if you are a student in any city. Just, just have your wits about you because at all times, at all times, at don't all times. don't be lulled into of yesteryear. I thinking it's you can just walk down the street and be safe because the That's degenerates. Sad, isn't it? it is sad. It's sad, but it's what the globalists and it's what the elite are doing to the entire, not just our country, but the entire world. They're releasing criminals onto the street that shouldn't be on the street, um, and the, these. Things are happening. I know it's. I know that Nottingham is a different, different case. Well, I don't know. You're right. You're right. They are really. I mean, that's, uh, Colin Pitchfork, isn't it? He's um, actually due for parole now, and they, 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 <coughs> say, they were saying that they're going to grant him parole after he's killed and raped two fifteen-year-olds. Just. But this is. They let him out. He was out. He was out last time for two weeks, and he got rearrested. So. Well, they just need to throw away the key. 
Throw away the key and do do humanity a favor. Anyway, I don't really want to waste my breath on no uh, degenerates like that. Um, this 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 podcast, I'm, I, I, obviously it's been a fortnight, and I do apologise because obviously we've got a lot to catch up on, Mark, haven't we? We have. And start and, off with poor old Glenda Jackson. You know. Yes, I was just about to say it's not all doom and gloom. It isn't all doom and gloom, apart from Glenda Jackson. I mean, very sad, 87, um, two Oscars, Women in Love and Touch of Class. Well, yeah. two great films, if you've seen. But her culmination of her of her appearances or whatever was the Morgan and Wise Christmas show, if you remember, in 1971. A bit before my there. time. Yeah, <laughs> I remember watching it. And, oh, brilliant. <clears throat> As Cleopatra and... Uh, Eric Morecambe had said to her, stick with us, love, you'll go far. And that was after she won her first Oscar and then she won a second one. So, <laughs> And far she did. Is absolutely quite right, was Eric Morecambe. But, uh, yeah, absolutely brilliant. Good well, for her. Well, I, we'll, we'll, we'll break up the doom and gloom with a bit of comedy because, um, obviously, we've got the big story to talk about in the news this week. But um, I was cleaning my glasses, Mark, um, this week, um, I popped the as I was cleaning it, the um, the, the top bit of the, the frame that connects to the arm, the the frame popped off. Mm. <laughs> so yeah. Harry Potter in. So for two days, I was um, I was walking around like Jack Duckworth. Um, for our overseas listeners, that's a. Uh, <laughs> A, a classic character. Google him. Google him. Google Coronation him. Street. Luke, Luke, yeah. Street. <laughs> and he always had a, he always had a bit of tape, didn't he, Mark, on his on his um, specs. And um, I went into this was the same day that I've been to the doctors and left with a towel between my legs. So I hadn't got much faith in humanity at that point. So I went to I went to Specsavers. I said um, I showed them at first. They tried. So you weren't in the butchers. What's that? <laughs> That's the joke, isn't it? You walked in. Oh yeah, you walked yeah, into yeah. the wrong shop. Yeah, you should have gone to Specsavers. Should have gone. Never to mind. Specsavers. Carry on. Sorry. And um, and I walked in. At first, I showed them, and um, they first tried to blame me. And I'm like, well, if it was the lens, then fair enough. If that was my be my fault. But this is the actual frame. This is manufacturing. This is, <coughs> um, how can I do this? It's just popped off. And the the other lady looked at it and says, um, "Oh yeah, yeah, we'll we'll sort it." So I take my hat off to you. She she gave me a new a new frame, the same frame, but new, um, and took her time to sort it out for me. So to you, Inspector Savers, thank you very much. You were um, you made my day <laughs> after a very shitty day, <clears throat> and um, yeah. So there you go. Uh, you're now visually impaired. Correct. Or, is that right? Improved. 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 Impaired, impaired anyway because you're wearing glasses, but improved now. I am definitely visually impaired. <laughs> but what might, what might delay the aging of your brain then? What do you know about that? What, what, have, I, what have I... What have I... There's, there is something I want to talk about towards the end. <coughs> I've been listening to... Um, Arnold Schwarzenegger's Pump Club podcast this week. What what a man. What a man. Sorry to um, sidetrack. But Arnold said 
keeping hydrated can improve. Yeah, one thing, um, drinking water is, is definitely good. Keeping hydrated, you don't have too much water because you can do the adverse thing. Yeah, but re recommend about two liters a day, don't they? Is, yeah. uh, is on average is good for you. No, napping, napping is supposed to be good for you. Apparently. Yes, that's what I, I knew it was something to do with drink or sleep, and I got. Um, yeah. Thirty minutes a day. Yeah, thereabouts. <coughs> well, it says that brains of brains of people genetically predisposed to snoozing stay bigger for longer than people who are less likely to snatch forty winks. They tested thirty-five thousand people aged between forty and sixty-nine, and said the effect could be equivalent to delaying aging between between three and six years. Wow! So there you go. Have well, a nap. with a with a two-year-old, Mark, I don't really get to. I don't get no. a chance. <laughs> then again, I think napping again in the, in the afternoon, if you add up all that time that you spent asleep again in the afternoon, that's probably about three to six years you spend sleeping again. So, <laughs> Well, when I, when, I was, when I was single and when I was on my own before my son, I would get home from work. <clears throat> Another funny story, quickly. And I'd have a shower and I'd get undressed, I'd lie on my bed, you didn't get undressed before you had the shower. Yes, I did get undressed before I had the shower because it'd be, I'd be, um, but anyway, I um, I lay on bed on the bed. This isn't and, going pervy, is it? No, it's not going pervy, <laughs> and I, I'd fall asleep, <coughs> and then I'd wake up, and it's be think, Why is my bed wet through? <laughs> Swear because oh, I didn't dry myself before. I had the shower. Um, and it'd be six o'clock, and I'd jump up, panicking. <laughs> Oh, I'm late for work. I'm late for work. I'd be rushing around and get me work's uniform back on. <coughs> Excuse me. And I'd run downstairs. This was when I was still at home with my parents. And they'd be sat having the tea. And I'd look and I'd be like, what's going on? <laughs> and my stepmom would gleefully tell me, oh, you've done it again, Ben. <laughs> <laughs> so obviously I was in such a deep sleep. That um, I didn't know what time of day it was. No, so that's a trouble. See, I can't nap during the day. I really can't. I try. I, I can occasionally. The best thing for me is I'll, I'll pick a book up and I'll I'll start reading it, and within one page, that's it. I've gone to sleep. Uh, <laughs> and I can nap like that during the day when I'm trying to read. And, and my wife looks at me. She says, "Do you know when you do that?" She says, "I never tell. I can't really tell whether you're reading." Or whether you're sleeping, because I just fall asleep with the book still underneath my nose, as if I was reading. So the only time I can tell is you, if you're reading a proper book, you don't turn the page. But she yeah. said if you're on your Kindle, she said I haven't got a clue whether you're asleep or still reading. <laughs> <laughs> so that's my remedy for if you want to get to, to sleep quickly, just pick up a book, best way, and you'll just drift off. And uh, but yeah, I I find it very difficult because if I do nap during the day, then I don't get to sleep very easily in the evening when I go to bed at night. So well, I like to have a good night's sleep. Yeah, I mean, I, I've been I've been terrible this week, and I don't know why. Um, I don't know whether the universe has kept me awake or. Well, do you know what you need? Uh, you need you need some nutrient called taurine. Which is a nutrient found in meat and fish, and a, a potentially, according to the Oxford University uh, boffins, it's uh, the potential elixir of life. After a daily dose tested um, uh, on mice, it boosted their lifespan. Absolutely. See, see, Tim Foyle at the moment. This is why the elites and globalists want you to eat plant-based food. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> so meat and fish contain taurine, but the, yeah, it's it's taurine. It, it'll be extractable. It'll be it'll be available in tablets form very very soon. If it's not already, I would imagine. I'd ima- I would imagine it's in some vitamin somewhere. Yeah, supplement. supplement. Yeah. So um, yeah. should we um, talk about the elephant in the room? Go on then. Well, I, well, I will ask you. What are your thoughts on it? To start with. Give me a clue. There's so many elephants, and I've got a herd in here. <laughs> well, let's start herding them. The um, submersible, the Titanic submersible. Uh, um, shocking. Should never have happened. Um, and, well, it's Stockton Russian. He, he was in, in that Titan. He was in the submersible. So, uh, unfortunately... It's a fitting end for him pushing his limits without getting any authorization, proper authorization. But I feel sorry yeah. for the uh, the other occupants of the sub that trusted him really. Uh, but anything that goes down for me, in my opinion, anything that goes down without an umbilical cord attached to it, and is actually operated by a PlayStation remote control over Bluetooth, well, you're asking for trouble, aren't you? And and at that depth, I mean, I I don't know Ridiculous. how to, I don't know how to feel about it. I'm I don't I'm I'm torn. I really don't know how to feel about it. Well, it's imploded, hasn't it? That's the yeah. that's the thing. It's the one guy was uh, sacked because he uh, viewed w- warnings about it from the company. He was dismissed from the company a while ago, uh, and said that the window at the front was only pressure tested to uh, eighteen hundred meters. Yeah, and they were going down four thousand meters. You know, you're talking an immense amount of pressure. Actually, not just only on the hull and everything else. It's the equivalent to tons and tons of pressure. You know, the whole Empire State Building just rested on top of your or the Eiffel Tower. It's that yeah. sort of pressure that is on that hull. And as soon as that cracks or starts giving way, well, that's it. It's you know everything will just crumble in in, in an instant. Yeah. Well, the, no. the, I, I find the saddest element to all of it is the young 19-year-old gentleman oh, yeah. who, yeah. it was a Father's Day gift. He didn't, <laughs> didn't want to go, did he? He actually he, said he, he was only going along to keep his dad want, company, but he didn't want to go. And he didn't want to go, and he, he his dad was, come on, come on, come on, you'll be fine, you'll be fine. And obviously, I, that's, that's the only part <clears throat> that I feel really sorry for. Yeah, um, I'm just so torn. About but I'm it. I'm not so sorry for them at 195,600 pound per ticket. Yeah, this is the you thing. It's, it's grotesque amount of money. And how do you buy that for your dad as a Father's Day present? <coughs> without without using his money, but it's like I'm I'm living on a paycheck to paycheck basis monthly. You know, I get third week in, <coughs> second week in sometimes, and I. I I'm already yearning for the next paycheck mm. for a minute. And, and, and this is why I don't know how to feel about it. Yes, it's, well, a tra- it's, it's a tragedy that they've lost their lives, but they did it pleasure-seeking. Well, they, they did it, and they had to sign disclaimers. I mean, that would worry me in the straightaway when one of the disclaimers was the event of death. Yeah. And you think, well, okay, you are... You're you're a thrill seeker at best. It's like you know people who base jump and things like yeah. that. And, uh, <clears throat> it's that sort of thing. It wouldn't do for me. Doesn't do for everybody. But what got me was uh, Mr. Rush, Stockton Rush, the owner of the company, the CEO. He dismissed emails and warnings about the safety of his sub, saying that he was tired of industry players who try to use the safety argument to stop innovation. 
Well, that's all right, isn't it? You know, it's like, oh, I've, I've made a pair of glasses here. Put them on. They're bulletproof. Well, can we put them on a dummy? In fact, no, no, just put them on your face and fire a bullet at it. Fire a bullet at it. You'll be fine. No, but safety says that we should test them on an inanimate object first of all. No, don't worry about safety regulations. This is the future. It's innovation. These glasses will stop anything. Yeah, right. <coughs> so well, the vessel, the vessel itself, was never certified or even classed. And it's until a sub is classed and tested and proven, it should not be used for commercial deep dive operations. And he went ahead and used it. He went well, and used it. Interesting. Shocking. Um, Another interesting fact, my girlfriend's just told me, the document that, that you have to sign before going in the vessel, the first three pages, <coughs> excuse me, mentions the word death five or six times. It does, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. And I that also, would be enough to put me off. <laughs> well, I won't mention death once. I won't even be... Um, I won't even think about it. But anyway... Yeah. Do you know we invited James Cameron... To go down and have a look. James Cameron's already been down to the Titanic about half a dozen yeah. times. Yeah, um, I thought he'd been down. I'm surprised. Yeah. I'm not. I've not heard him. Um, <coughs> excuse well, me. Well, he said he said no. He, he he just politely just said no. He said I never even thought about it to be honest because I've already done that and been there. And he'd invited him down. He never thought about safety or hazard. Didn't even look into the seaworthiness of the sub. He just said no thanks. But now he's, he was saying that we should have been a little bit more vocal at the time and uh, shouted up a little bit more. Well, that's terrible, isn't he? he got, he's got regrets and he's not done anything wrong, poor guy. Well, this is it. And um, and I learned an interesting fact from my boss at work today. He was listening to the news or saw something on the internet. Apparently the US Navy <coughs> excuse me, were testing secret radar techn yes, technologies. Yeah just off the wreckage of the Titanic and they heard the S banging SOS banging from the crew hours before? Well, they don't know whether that, they actually heard the implosion though, apparently. Yeah, that was, they, yeah, the, it was either the banging that, yeah. or the implosion, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> would be fairly instant. As soon as they say that, that crack, the carbon fibre shell would just splinter into a million pieces and uh, so would them inside. So, so the, the good thing about it would be fairly instant. They wouldn't know an awful lot about it. it would have happened yeah, so it, fast. It, it, um, it, it just killed them instantly, wouldn't it? Yeah. yeah, so that's... that's if, if we can take solace <coughs> in anything that costs, that's just cost you £195,600. But there you go. But even well, funnier, on a lighter note, well, should we lighten it up again? The 52-year-old um, Elon Musk... Challenging 39-year-old Mark Zuckerberg to yes. a, a cage fight. <laughs> well, do you know what the do you know what the prize should be? Oh dear, imprisonment. No, 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 no. The prize, the, 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 if the um, <clears throat> the winner of that fight should own the rights to the other person's social media, or or to their company, that would be more interesting, wouldn't it? If so you I lose, you've got my company. So if obviously if Elon Musk loses, <coughs> excuse me, yeah. you've got Zuckerberg on Twitter. If Zuckerberg loses, Musk will own Facebook, Meta, Instagram, and WhatsApp. Oh, be a monopoly, wouldn't it? Then he would have <coughs> total control over the entirety. But apparently, Musk, Musk tweeted to Zuckerberg up for a cage <coughs> fight, to which Zuckerberg replied, "Send me the location." So he's up for it. 
Yeah, I think they should get it out of the system and let them have a Zuckerberg trains in mixed martial arts, so my money's on him, actually. Well, Musk, who admits he almost never works out at all. Yeah, yeah, I think you can tell Musk never works out. Yeah, yeah. but he, apparently he's got a special move <coughs> called the Walrus, which involves him lying on top of his opponent. <laughs> interesting yeah. but, but um my lab was saying that mark zuckerberg is he's got us because of his mixed martial arts he's been in some of these cage fights or whatever before and uh he actually got put in a chokehold that put him to sleep he, he this is his mental attitude he refused to tap out and went under and that you know so Anybody who's prepared to do that is one tough opponent. You know, your yeah. natural reaction as soon as you can feel that you can't breathe is to tap out and, and ask for them to release you so you can start breathing again. But he refused and, and uh, you know, still fought his way as much as possible before he passed out. So wow. that's, I think Elon ought to reconsider his, uh, his opponent because I think but, he might be uh, <laughs> down the wrong road there. Titans like... Um... <clears throat> Elon Musk and Zuckerberg, they don't get to where they are <coughs> through not through hard work and you know sheer determination and whatever, do they? Really, let's be honest about it. Absolutely true. Yeah, <coughs> yeah, they're both uh, predisposed to working stupid hours and you know, 24 hours, seven days a week. They're uh, both at it like that. So, I think well, it, yeah, it should be. I, I mean, if nothing else, if they do have it. Uh, and there are some interesting ones. If nothing else, it will make for uh, amazing viewing, which is make them even more millions to add to the already millions that they have, or billions. Definitely, say. definitely. Anyway, should we should we um, segue onto a positive note? Go on then. So um, I believe you've watched the Arnold Schwarzenegger documentary. Yeah, I've not watched the documentary. No, I'm watching his uh, series, his, his Fubar series. Well, oh my God, what a man! What a man. Incredible story. Incredible life. And if I could aspire to be half the person he is, um, absolutely incredible. Um, it's not next to him. You probably are about half his body weight. <laughs> yeah, just not just not his um, structure. He's six but, foot two, isn't he? He's yeah. Lad. He's, um, he's, he's dad. He was. He didn't have a really. I'm not going to go into great depths into it because obviously no, no but, spoiler alerts. No spoilers alert. No spoiler alert. But his dad. He said he He didn't have a very very loving relationship with his dad. <clears throat> but his dad always said to him, "Arnold, be useful. Arnold, be useful." And that's what always said. And um, he well, that's what my dad seems to say. And he said, there's the lawnmower, go and get that grass cut and just weed that flower bed and you'll be useful. And I think that's what's, that's what's lacking with this generation now. Because, like, for my interests and, and, and yours as well, I don't have enough time in the day to do it all. You know, obviously work, my son, my girlfriend, writing the podcasting, I don't get time. <laughs> <laughs> but Where do the hours disappear to? I know, yeah. Um, but I tell you I'm, what, I'm watching. Uh, I don't know if you watch it. I'm watching Succession at the moment. Have I haven't started. That? I haven't started it yet. I want to. 
I want to not be as tired as I am right now. Yeah, you, you can't be tired watching that because it is very dialogue heavy, but it, it's it, very good. Brian Cox, absolutely superb. It's superb. But, um, such a curmudgeonly, arrogant, nasty old bugger. And I'm sure it's, it's based on the life of Rupert Murdoch. And uh, Yeah, I think it is, isn't it? I think, yeah. Yeah, and family and what have you. But uh, the, the, the parallels to it are very, very similar. But yeah, what, what a. He plays a brilliant part, does play a brilliant part. And we, well, I think I've got three episodes left now before it finishes, so I can't wait. Wow, you've done well to catch up. It's five seasons, isn't it? No, three. Three seasons. Oh, three. But ten episodes in, per season. Each is an hour long. So uh, 30, 30 hours, then. That's yeah. yeah. Not yeah, bad going. out a couple of hours every night watching it. <coughs> but it's, it is it's compelling viewing. Very good. And the acting all round is, is superb, as I say. It's, uh, but, yeah. You don't, uh, you don't warm to any of them, which is uh, quite an interesting. There's not one character that's endearing in there, even the one that's supposed to be. Uh, young Greg is a bit of a pillock, um, so you, you you don't necessarily warm to him straight away either. That's interesting because from experience of me trying to sell TV shows, you're supposed to have um, a character that is the audience, or that the audience can warm to straight away. Absolutely, and you don't you don't warm to it. They're all they're all stabbing each other in the back, all desperate to outdo themselves well they're all as succession is obviously they're all trying to uh rise to take his throne off him he's, he's got four children uh three lads and a girl and they're all apart from one boy who, who really doesn't think he's got a chance is not really interesting he's a bit of a he's a bit of an idiot but he's turning out to be well i'm not i'm not, not going to spoil it because it, it's uh, it's it is a very good show very no let's say don't spoil it i'm don't i'm, I'm going to finish foobar but like I say, get yourself watching that Arnold documentary. I was, I, I was enthralled from. And food bar's yeah. not brilliant, is it? It is really? okay. It's good it's for a bit, a bit of. It's good for a bit of like popcorn on a Friday night and just yeah, sit back and chill out. And but um, I did. There was one point in um, in episode. There's only three episodes of that Arnold documentary to watch. Um, they're about an hour and ten minutes each. And when he's growing up and he's started his bodybuilding journey, he's, he's obsessed with Reg Park, the yes. um, Hercules. And um, he'd go to the gym, he'd work out at the gym, and he'd come back. <laughs> and he'd be in, this, in, his, in his home in Austria, in his bed, and they're like, he'd have all these pictures. That he, he, Arnold's struggling not to laugh while he's telling the story. And he'd have all these pictures of these men <laughs> these, these really strong muscular men on his wall <laughs> and his dad and mum and dad have become and it's like where's all the women <laughs> yeah <laughs> why hasn't he got any women on his and they, they were worried that he was obviously that was a different time so yeah great. different era uh, this day and age you bat an island if your yeah, son was straight what gay what, what, what whatever um well, no, here Derbyshire schools are starting an incentive this week. Apparently there's a, a £40,000 um, course that they're being given to put this course on to actually teach boys uh, about the dangers of misogyny. And they feel as though 
young boy students are becoming very misogynistic. They're missing school. They're getting arrogant. They're getting uh, angry, all because of the likes of Andrew Tate and what have you that they've been listening to. And uh, they're trying now to uh, instill in them, you know, that this sort of behaviour isn't acceptable. They're, they're truanting, they're, they're doing all sorts. So uh, they're going to start rolling it out in schools. Apparently they've been given a grant to put this special educational training on for boys in school. But it should be interesting to see what the response is. Yeah, it'll be interesting. Uh, be interesting. I'll have to keep a, a rest of that. But um, oh, I forgot what we were talking about now. What was it? So Arnie, moving on. Yes. Um, see, Boris has finally resigned as an MP. Yes. Um... Accused his seven strong committee, including his four fellow Tories, of political assassinations. Meanwhile, well, I... one of his former cabinet, cabinet allies, Nadine Doris, complained of sinister forces denying her elevation to the House of Lords. However, Boris was unable to reward his hairdresser. Was able, sorry. He was able to reward his hairdresser and an aide who had invited staff to bring your own booze party in lockdown. You see, Can you believe that? It's watched, actually got, got an award. I watched that video, and I thought how fake that video was. Well, why was it fake? It was genuine. The posters were up on the wall about social distancing, and there they were all dancing. But, and you can hear somebody say, yeah, as uh, long as we don't stream it, we're all right. I think this has got Dominic Cummings written all over it. Of course, you don't stab a guy like Dominic Cummings in the back and don't expect repercussions. I think ever since um, he got rid of Cummings, I think all this and Boris Johnson's downfall is to do with him. Well, yeah. Think think about the people he knows and things things about all the wheels and machinations that Cummings put in place. <clears throat> it's exactly oh. the same as uh, what's his name was with um, oh god my, my brain's gone dead now uh, with Blair wasn't it oh and Gordon Brown no no it was um, Campbell Campbell Alistair Campbell yeah exactly Alistair Campbell was exactly the same sort of guy uh, I've met him <laughs> had an interesting chat with that fella uh, and he's it's amazing when you when you actually talk to somebody who's mega intelligent like that and the contacts and the knowledge that they have it's like suddenly walking into a room that's full of a computer which is a massive database that can talk about anything with confidence on any subject uh and it, i was it, whether i like him or dislike him that's you know my personal opinion but i was slightly in awe of meeting alistair campbell yeah. but he was a thoroughly nice guy and when we were in the car and I, I had to pick him up from the railway station and drop him off and we had quite a nice private chat because it was obviously unrecorded and uh, he told me quite a few things that uh, that had happened in the tony era you know that was uh, fascinating yeah I, I didn't even know i didn't even know that about you mark i didn't know that yeah oh yeah so anyway michael govers though has apologized for the video hasn't he showing the tory activists having a christmas party saying he's indefensible oh well, shocking good for him but the police investigated that photograph and decided not to issue fines. There you go. That photo, that still photo of them all there, didn't issue a fine. Well, they're going to have to do something now because everybody's complaining about it, aren't they? But they've, they've got the main man, Mark. They don't need to go after the foot soldiers, do they? I think they all need sorting out. It needs a, it basically, you know when you've got a block 
you put Mr. Muscle down the sink just to go, yeah. oh, get Arnie, get Arnie in there. And you put <laughs> it down the sink and it clears all the crap that's stuck in there that's causing your stopping your water from flowing out of the sink properly. That's what we need to do. We need to get rid of all that rubbish, flush it all out and get it all nice and clean and start again. And that's and that's the entirety <laughs> of the British po po political spectrum. Oh, we're not far off, are we? All it's, over. The in, the some in... of them are shocking. Um, you know. oh, but anyway, <laughs> uh, on a plus side, Mark, I've, um, I've, got, I've got a page and a half left of the second draft of the script. Very good. Um, I forced and forced myself to do the writing. Um, You're doing better than me. I've, <coughs> I've got halfway through episode two and I've just ground to a halt and I need to get back into it again. So I'll get on to yours in a minute. Um, I, I I absolutely love the episode now. My character, she comes full circle. There's a nice story arc to her Good. character. I took your advice. Excellent. And I don't normally listen to people. I, I normally <laughs> listen, I normally listen to people. Don't get don't take this the wrong way. I normally listen to people on advice, but obviously. If if then I take it, I take it. If I, that's, I, well, I, that's what advice is you all know. about. You don't have to um, act upon it if you don't want to, do you? And I, I, I wrote this. I was writing the script, and I got towards. I think it was page, because a lot of the second acts is still the same from the first draft. So I literally just copied and pasted it, and and then went through it and altered it accordingly to the to the updated draft. And I got to, I think I got to about page 26 or 27. And the script just naturally wrote, wrote itself. So, and it was telling me where to take the characters. I, I think if you've got a script that does that, you, you're on to a good thing, I think. Yeah. Because that's naturally flow, that's naturally flowing. So uh, I took your advice, Mark. I, I'm not going to. Obviously, you know what advice you gave me. Yeah. Um, but it's it's helped the main character, and it, it's I helped. told you it would. I told you it would. It's given you more more hooks to hang your your uh, strap lines on your story yeah. on. So definitely. Yeah. And cool. and she's in. It's a nice story. I've never had a story arc before. Well, I I, I have had story arcs, but they're not. In good arcs, this one by the end of the episode, she's a better person. Good, she's when we first meet her, she's she's lazy, she's bone idle, she lets her dad do everything, yada yada yada. By the end of the episode, it, it, it is it's a coming of age tale, if you like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and I, I, I was really moved by it, and I don't know, you're writing it. And I'm writing it, and um, th there's a quite a funny line in it. Obviously, I can't, I can't say anything about it, but I laughed at it, and um, and I, I, I went back to yours, Mark, and I, I started um, reading yours again. Um, I'm on page four or five, I think. I, I like it. I, I think it's yours has got legs. Well, hopefully, um, but. I think this is just my advice to you. But maybe if you've stalled on the second episode, I think I think don't <coughs> excuse me, don't write the second episode. 
No, that's what that's what my son said. He said, just start on something else. Jump on to the <coughs> next one, which I know what Excuse the next me. one's going to be anyway. So, because uh... it's <laughs> yeah, because I think I think if he's I I the biggest piece of advice I got from working with a producer this last two years, don't write, don't go and write all six episodes or all eight. Don't don't do that yeah. because by the time you <coughs> excuse me time you've got it in front of a producer by the time you've got it in front of an executive producer they want to put their stamp on it so you've gone and done all that work for nothing yeah <laughs> and yeah. It, it can be heartbreaking um, oh, they, they can put their own writers on it and all sorts so <laughs> yeah they can change so, it um i'm gonna carry on reading yours i might even read a bit more tonight while while, while you're still awake yeah well, I'm asleep. Still... By the time you get to page nine, you'll be asleep. <laughs> well, the <laughs> girlfriends will be watching EastEnders because there's a big character that's come back into EastEnders this week. So, oh, dear. Oh, but anyway, we're not talking Somebody about. Somebody has that. to watch it. <laughs> but um... you're not using AI, are you, to write it? <clears throat> you could always use AI. Paul McCartney is said no. to have used AI to help him create a final Beacons record. You know, featuring no. John Lennon. Yeah, I am not. I am. Using my old grey matter, I can hand on heart firmly say that. Um, well, if it's good enough for Paul McCartney to use, Sir Paul McCartney, it's good enough for me to use. <laughs> well, <laughs> the only yeah, but then it's not your own work, is it? No, I don't know whose it will be. It, exactly. I think the only time I would ever use AI, and I said this to my producer, I said, I hate writing about the project. Yeah. So if I've got to sell it or try and sell it, I will hate writing about said project. So she does this. She is like, I hate it. So what I might do, I might use AI for that, you know, to try and boost it up a little bit, bolster it up. But apart from that, um, no, I, I like yours, Mark. I, I do want to chat to you at some point about a few things about it, if we can get yeah, to no it. Problem. Yeah, um, but uh, I still need to give you my. Oh no, but I won't say that. I'll, I won't say that on the. <laughs> I'll I'll leave that one. <laughs> yeah, text me that one. I'll text you that one. But um, finish well, on no. a nice note. Did you see Andy Murray last week winning the knots open? That was quite nice. And then uh, he was giving his interview, and uh, he, uh, he suddenly <laughs> stopped towards the inter- towards the end of the interview, saying saying thank you to everybody and his wife and. And family, and there was a shriek from the crowd, and he looked across, and there was his wife with his four kids, and he hadn't realised they were there, and they'd come down for a Father's Day treat for him, which I thought that was lovely. Oh, and he lovely. genuinely looked surprised, and he genuinely looked really, really pleased to see them. I thought that was, it was a lovely moment captured live on camera. I don't know if you saw it. No, I didn't see that. But um, oh, and and a belated Happy Father's Day to all the fathers out there. Um, <clears throat> Did you have a good one, Mark? A what? Father's Day. Uh, when was that then? Uh, last Sunday. <laughs> was it? Yes. I don't know. I, uh, I think my two forgot about it. Oh dear. Oh dear. <laughs> oh dear. <laughs> they do every year, but I'm used to it now. No, you don't accept that, Mark. You put your foot down. <laughs> <laughs> I'll put my foot down with a firm hand. But anyway, we... Um... <laughs> We had a lovely breakfast. Um, bless him. I was in bed. So I very rarely get to lie in because I'm 
I'm always up early for work or I just can't sleep. And I was, Father's Day, my girlfriend, she says, you know, you're lying. And I was just in that state of um, awake and asleep and I hear the, I hear the door open and um, I hear his, little, his son's little feet come in. And I thought, I'll just lie on my side. And then... Pretend to be asleep. Pretended to be asleep. <laughs> and I hear, da-da. I hear, da-da. So I rolled over and I said, morning, sweetheart. Bless him, he got me. He got a, he got a Father's Day gift bag, bless his little heart. And he opened it up and he, he gave me his, his card. He gave me a good little lad. He gave me everything out of the bag. And... Um, and then he said, "Where's mine, Daddy? <laughs> Where's mine? Well, you Where's can share. Mine? You can share, Daddy. You can share Daddy's Maltesers when you've gone to bed." <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. at least he didn't run into into the bedroom and just take a flying dive onto the bed and uh, land on the <coughs> nether regions at full force. So you, you you're lucky there. Well, that's that that obviously that is. He's That'll only, come when he's about four or five. Yeah, he's 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 two in July. Um, are you and Kathy still coming to his? We are. Parties? Yes. Yes. Yeah. Lovely. Yeah. Um, we'll send out details, but um, now we've got um, lots of people coming. Have you got anything else for tonight, Mark? Or no, that's me. All done and dusted. I think that's uh, everything. We've gone through quite a bit there, haven't we? We have, uh, and um, we will endeavour, listeners, to do it weekly. <laughs> Get back on course. Get back on course. Life is just, just so busy. I'm being retired, it's just I'm non-stop. <laughs> Every single day, I've got something happening. It's just bizarre. We're we're at the end, completely different end of the scale, Mark. Aren't we? You're retired. I'm just starting my journey with my son and young family, and I can't wait to get to your age. <laughs> oh, don't do that now. Because don't forget, the Grim Reaper's only round the corner for me. He's a long way off for you, hopefully. But anyway, um, it's been lovely to catch up, Mark. And yeah, um, we'll, hopefully we'll try and do it in one week's time. We'll try and do it in one week's time. I hope all our listeners have had a good fortnight. And again, that's a goodbye from you, Mark. And it's goodbye from him. And we'll see you soon. Take care, Mark. Bye for now. Cheers. Bye. Bye. Bye.